1: Well, good morning, good morning. I am so excited to be here on another wonderful Wednesday, and we've got folks all over the universe that's listening in to Week Talks. So this morning we've got another wonderful, wonderful show for you this morning because we've got a special guest, which we're going to introduce a little bit later, but we also have some spectacular people joining us in our studio today. So we know we usually have the the gang all with us and so this morning we are so excited to have with us miss ursula odom with Sula Tulu telling your stories and sharing that rich History, Mr. Gerald Barnes, uh Consultant Extraordinaire, and our master builder herself, Miss Anne McNeil. And I am Jackie Perry, your host for this morning. But first, we're going to turn it over and hear a few words from Miss Ann McNeil, our master builder herself. Good morning, Miss Ann. How are you? <laughs> Jackie. I'm laughing because, you know, I always say
2: that if I were any better, I would be Jada, and now you. But I'm laughing because you said a few words, which just cut my comments in half. So considering the fact that you limited me to a few words, I'll see how I can make it as few as possible. <laughs> Listen, everybody, I just, first of all, I want to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, we send you warm greetings from all over uh, the world of NABWIC. And we are the voice, not just of black women in construction, but I contend that we are the voice of this industry. And we are so excited every Wednesday when we bring you information about this industry as a whole and our organization specifically, and then we hear from special guests like our special guest today, which you're going to hear from a little bit later on, Miss Joyce Brown. But as the voice of this industry, our vision is to continue to build lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that continue to provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in the construction industry and in our respective communities this includes girls professionals entrepreneurs politicians everybody that has an impact in this industry we're very inclusive Uh, we welcome black white hispanic male female we encourage everybody to participate all of us to build a pipeline into and through this industry but I would be remiss if I did not share that yesterday I had the privilege and the honor of participating in an awesome organization uh, that deals with the Equity Infrastructure Plan. And when you think about the $4 trillion that has been set aside, created, created, elevated for this organization of construction, think about the opportunities that we all have to be involved in that plan. And so NABWIC has a seat at the table as a part of that, and we had a phenomenal meeting yesterday talking about how our members and this organization um, can become strategic partners nationally in every industry that we operate in. So I'm very excited, again, like I said, to to be the founder of this phenomenal organization, but also to serve the least, the lost, and the left out. And so with that, Jackie, as always, I'm excited to hear from our guest today. So let's just get this party started
1: all right and thank you so much indeed let's get this party started so uh as you were talking about you know equity and opportunities in construction folks may not know that in construction of course it's uh it's a wide field and there's a lot of sectors a lot of different businesses in there and so this morning we're going to hear about a, a industry or a sector that we don't typically uh, hear about, but I am so happy to be able to introduce our special guest, Ms. Janice Brown, who's in the flooring industry. So I just want to, before I read her bio, just greet her and say, good morning, Janice. How are you doing? Good
3: morning. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me today.
1: Well, thank you. We're really, really excited. And uh, so I'm going to kick off and tell our listeners a little bit about you. So Janice Brown is the indomitable force behind Floor Coverings International Jacksonville East. Uh, she is gracing us today as our special guest. Uh, she comes from a distinguished 20-year career in corporate vendor relationship management to launching her own venture in 2018. Uh, Janice has skillfully blended operational soft skills with state-of-the-art flooring methods, birthing a personalized service-centric enterprise. Adding another feather to her cap, Janice was recently honored, or will be honored next week, actually, as Jacksonville's Minority Business Firm of the Year, doing the local minority enterprise development. Our med week and that's just a testament to her relentless dedication and business acumen but the floor coverings international East, her company has clinched the growth awards in 2020 and 21 and boasts a portfolio of over 440 residential and commercial products so her uh, community engagements are commendable as well. She's a co-affiliate chair of the Northeast uh, Florida Realty Realty Property Management Association. Uh, she actively participates in the Jacksonville Chamber of Commerce, uh, the PWC event committee, and of course, she is a NABWIC Northeast Florida Chapter member. So all of that just embodies her holistic uh, leadership. So uh, I'm going to stop right there because, again, J- Janice has transitioned from a successful 20-year career and, uh, uh, again, the corporate uh, sector now to finding her own company. But uh, I'm going to ask her to tell us a little bit about her background and her own words. So, Janice, will you just – Give us in your own words how you come to do what you're doing today.
3: Oh, I appreciate that. And again, thank you so much for having me today. It's truly my pleasure to be here. Um, I've gotten to where I am today because of the gracious efforts of others who have come before me, who stepped aside to tap my shoulder and have conversations, uh, who mentored me. Um, And so I would not join any conversation or be a part of a conversation without first acknowledging them. And that starts with uh, my belief in God, my family, and all the wonderful people um, across ethnicities and different backgrounds who uh, just took time to um, look at me, see who I were, and uh, just invest some of their knowledge uh, and provide the opportunities. Uh, Coupled with that like many other folks, um, a lot of hard work and preparation and just being open to opportunities when they presented themselves. Am I still here with you guys?
1: So I'm sorry, I was on mute. Sorry about that. Um, I have so to say. <laughs> Sorry about that, Janice. So you um, mentioned, at uh, least I read in your bio again, that you were a part of corporate America before starting your own company. What are some of the uh, corporate venues you've been in, and how did that lead lead you into transitioning to start your own company? Sure.
3: So. Um, I mentioned uh, mentors. I started early in my uh, corporate career with uh, mail and imaging services for a national insurance uh, company and uh, through programs uh, got developed into um, managing those vendors and then took on some leadership roles to um, manage the um, rfqs uh, for those vendors um, RFPs, and from there really just became uh, the manager and then a director over um, a national and international program that helped me started to learn The connections and logistics of vendors and how they support different business units um, across the country. Uh, And that that was great. The company was good to me. Um, It afforded me a lot of opportunity um, leadership wise and networking wise. And uh, when that ended, I saw the opportunity for flooring. Very organically, uh, I didn't necessarily jump into flooring as a, as a first choice, uh, but I just took that, what we call a step back, and, um, and it just it came to me organically through conversations of things that I enjoyed, uh, coupled with the vendor relationship management, um, and so this area in Jacksonville uh, was available for me to kind of launch into. We are a franchise system, um, and kind of grow up from grassroots. Uh, through re- really a relationship based model, which could be different from uh maybe some others out there, so that's how I blend it the two
1: okay, no, thank you for uh sharing that and for our listeners, of course, all of us you know whether we've built uh buildings or we've uh you know designed and and built our own homes, we know that Flooring is essential. But tell us uh, a little bit about your services and products and uh, what happens within uh, Floor Coverings International.
3: Sure. So what I really enjoy about our model and where we differentiate ourselves is we are a one-to-one service. Um, And people get that all the time, right? Uh, Where we bring some additions to that is, um, when we work with families, they sometimes um, don't really understand the process. Uh, yes, you can go in and do a room of carpet, but when you're talking about going through the home, it really is construction inside the home. And so, uh, you know, uh, facilitating maybe checklists and guidance, uh, additional to design elements and function. So we spend a lot of time on educating the consumers on Who's living in the space? What are the right flooring types? They're not all made equal. And then once they have the function down, we spend time on the design, the aesthetics, and then help them basically project manage, especially if it's a whole home or a multi-unit project. Um, all the components that go with it, so that it's simplified for them. The experience is simplified. It moves them through it, and then they're happier um, on the back end. So. We like to say that we provide uh, one of the best in-home or multi-business unit um, experiences here in the Jacksonville area, Uh, and we also do that with our mobile showroom. So we often show up with our van that carries about 3,000 sample products in it to provide a true experience, whether it's in the home or multi-business unit sector, and that's pretty much how we differentiate ourselves.
1: Okay, Bill, that's exciting, especially the uh the mobile showroom. You know, I wouldn't have uh, thought thought of that. And um let me ask you another question. So, you know, you've uh again, you've been in this industry uh for a while. And uh I imagine again, it's a combination of uh soft skills and blending those uh technical skills or anything that's innovative about uh flooring techniques. Uh, together to help you be successful, what would you say are some of the essential skills that has helped you be successful as an entrepreneur and especially in this industry?
3: So some of the essential skills that helped me be successful and my team um, is from a soft sales perspective, um, embracing the power of listening. Uh, whether it is educational or training-based or you're face-to-face with a customer or many decision-makers in a project, listening is such a powerful tool because you get to not only just hear the request, but you understand the true needs behind it. Um, and that helps you service people better. It helps you define your process better. So from a social perspective, that's always my number one. And then tactically, Um, efficiency Um, there are a lot of moving parts in the process and so the more we practice efficiency and our standard operating procedures um, it just helps mitigate risk um, keeps monetary lines uh, tight uh, for what we planned on the project Um, those would be the two
1: okay so listening and efficiency those are two, two key skills. So we just want to ask everybody, uh, as you're listening, I forgot to tell you before, but you may want to grab those pens and you may want to grab those pads. So as these nuggets are being dropped along the way, you can, uh, uh, take notes. So we certainly do appreciate that. And I want to ask one question, other question before we go into a, uh, a brief, uh, commercial. So, um one of the things I think our listeners are uh curious about cuz every business uh entrepreneur as they're starting out one of the things that they have to also hone their skills is in this area of salesmanship, right? Because you got to sell, you got to market your product and I know in the business you're in that's got to be a key element as well. So tell us a little bit about your uh techniques or some of the uh, if you can say it this way, tricks of the trade that helps you with uh, your salesmanship and garnering, as I read in your resume, uh, over 440 residential and commercial customers?
3: Now, that's a great question. So I learned early on um, in my flooring journey um, that I am not uh, salesperson (laughs) Uh, and so i had to lean into how well how does that come across for me when i'm engaging customers and growing the business and it was the knowledge the more knowledgeable i came uh, became about the industry itself and how to install right not just leaving that up to the installers and managing the teams but what are the actual steps in the process what are the different techniques around it um, not just the design component of it. The more knowledgeable I became, the more I felt like I personally was of help and of service to people. And that became in my sales persona. <laughs> and it still is today. I always come from a position of how can we be of help? What is it that you're trying to achieve? Tell me what you're struggling with. And then I just get into a knowledge-based conversation. And when I find um, that I lean into that true disposition of myself in the process, then people find that as a value add to the service. And that's really um, what I believe led us into the the majority, I would say maybe 40% of our projects are what we call whole home or multi-home projects because of that um, uh, approach. So I traditionally don't consider myself a salesman, but that service-based persona that I develop in learning the business and working with so many others who help this business work is how I position myself in sales. So if I had to say to others, learn your personal niche and whether it's a digital product or construction or a highway or, or whatever it is and how you work with people, continue to hone your knowledge and that will present your individual sales persona.
1: Okay, great. Thank you for uh, sharing that. So definitely know your niche. Sounds like you said it's important to be service oriented and I'll go back to what you said earlier about listening. Sounds like you do a lot of listening to your, your customers and uh, and that is so important. So speaking of listening, Uh, We are going to go to a short uh, commercial and have our listeners listen to that, and we'll be right back. We are talking to Janice Brown, who is the founder and uh, owner, rather, of um, uh, Floor Coverings International Jacksonville East. We'll be right back after this commercial.
0: We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash n-a-b-w-i-c. Thank you, and we're back.
1: Yes, and we are back, and we are talking with Jonice Brown, who is the president and owner, I stand corrected, of Floor Coverings International Jacksonville East, and also one of our midweek winners for the week. So just to let you all know, there are a number of events that are occurring in the NAMWIC world all around the country, so locally. Some of the different areas and chapters are certainly celebrating National Minority Enterprise Development Week, uh, which seeks to close equity gaps for minority businesses and celebrate those accomplishments of our minority business owners. And uh, so that's happening all around the country. In addition, uh, in September, there's always the Congressional Black Caucus in Washington D C and Navig is there. We are there with our annual reception that takes place each year at the City Club of Washington in Washington D C. That's on September twenty first. And we've got over a thousand people that are registered already. So if you haven't reserved your spot, all we ask you to do is go on Eventbrite and reserve your spot. Take a look at the Eventbrite because there's also sponsorship and advertisement opportunities out there as well, and you don't want to miss the opportunity to showcase your company before the people that are going to be present, but not only that, more than 40,000 people digitally. So uh, take advantage of that, and also we want to congratulate Navick because during that time, they'll also be coming together for their strategic meeting, which is so important in setting the focus for going forward for the organization. So, again, check out Eventbrite or check us out on our NABWIC website, that's n-a-b-w-i-c-dot-o-r-g, and you can find out all the information that you need to know. So, speaking of equity and diversity and inclusion, which those things are all about, Uh, We're going to go back to you, Ms. Janice. So your company, too, stands out for its commitment to inclusivity, uh, especially in partnering with ethnically diverse professionals and other women-owned businesses. So why is this focus on diversity and inclusiveness crucial for your business, and how has it contributed to uh, any success that you might have had?
3: Sure. So the focus of um, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, is critical because at its very basis, that's who I am. I'm a black woman in the Jacksonville market heading up a flooring company. I looked around and initially for the first three years thought I was the only one here, Uh, and so that obviously uh, was not the case because of uh, great foundations or institutions like NABWIC and others in the area, Uh, and the um, inclusion part for us, we're a multi-ethnic team operating out of our location here, and we find empowerment by leaning on each other's uniqueness and what we bring to the table. So we have a Brazilian team, for example, who does some of our hard surface uh, flooring. We have a Mexican team who does some of our soft surface flooring. Um, We have um, a multiverse team, you know, in our small office. And we draw off of that because when you draw off of that together, you extend where you can operate and do business. So if you have someone bilingual, who you know that has the same standards and trust you can engage more with those communities so to operate alone um, is almost a limiting behavior to some degree not for everyone but for some and when you can collaborate and operate across different groups with shared interests and skills it just extends your your business reach and your experience um, and that's why it's important to us
1: no thank you for sharing that and you have sparked uh some other uh comments. Uh, we're going to open the mic to for our studio and by the way, if any of our listening audience, if you have a question or if you want to join the conversation, press pound 1 on your telephone and we'll see you in the studio and you can join the conversation. Uh but let's go ahead. We're going to hear another comment from our founder, Ms. Ann McNeil. Go ahead, Ann.
2: Uh yes. I just listen. I I am glued to this phone parked in my car in a parking space five blocks from my office because you are selling. You are selling, and you are phenomenal in your, comp- your, your copy, your content, your keywords, your, um, I call it niche to be rich, and I would just like to know, where did you learn this? Well, Ms. Ann, it's just my pleasure to be here, but thank you so much. I
3: mean, I that is such um, a blessing to receive that from you this morning, and again, I, I'm who I am because of others before me. I had a great mentor in corporate. I, I um I can't start without, when anyone asks me that, I can't start without my, my two that helped raise me, and that is I grew up with both of my great-grandmothers, and um, my Gigi on my mother's side of the uh, family was a, um, a black woman in the 20s who traveled the world, and she ended up settling in, in the North Philadelphia area of the country, and she just invested everything into all of her grandchildren and, and great-grandchildren. And then my other great-grandmother that I spent many summers with, I had a blessing to be with her so many summers growing up, uh, Lizzie Newsom on the Carolinas. And it was always about you can do things early. They had strong work ethics. It, it wasn't about, you know, even you came from dirt poor and they were in the country, dirt poor, you had self-respect that only you could give you, and no one could take that away from you. So everything that I am to today is from those ladies, uh, my dad, who is an avid reader. Um, and I just, I just give all the praise and honor to God for everything that they pass forward. Um, and so that's what we're all here to do, right, just to continue to pass forward uh, in, in any way that we can, because sometimes I've learned it's the little ways. That are helpful to people over long terms. It's always not the big thing. So whatever way it came to me, it came through them and others in my business career path who just took the time to invest. So thank you for that.
2: Well, thank you. Just one other question, uh, Jackie. And I'd like to know where the idea, because I've never heard of uh, the mobile flooring samples. Where did that idea come from?
3: Oh, sure. Very creative,
2: by the way. Very creative. (laughs) i'm not sure of the original
3: source but floor coverings international is i mentioned that we're a franchise so we're now one of 250 plus across the united states and canada there are 20 here in florida and there are two locations right here in northeast florida and so that has been their original business concept since i want to say late 90s early 2000s and it's always been about that mobile showroom and truly showing up. People, you say that term, but when you show up and it's, you open the side doors and there's literally on the right side, it's all hardwoods in every genre. The back is filled with carpets and, you know, all those facets. So um, that concept came from them, um, and it's just how you embody it and manage it once you take on the learning and develop, develop in your community.
2: Okay, we're tag-teaming here, exactly if you don't mind, but what percentage of your business is in the government sector, whether city, county, school board, state, national, any any percentage that's government-related? Government would be local for us
3: here, city of Jacksonville, um, light business work, and I would say that was maybe about 15% of our business. Um And definitely offline, we can have some more extended conversation around that. Um, Mid-range work, I I would say we're more like 1535 and the rest is residential. um, how our model has changed over the past five years.
2: Well, I I think anybody who's listened to this podcast that um, may have been on before or may know me, like Jackie, like Gerald, like Ursula, I think they already know what's coming because I I think that – there is such great synergy with who you are and what you do, and your marketing skills, hint, hint, Jackie, are just phenomenal. So it was my pleasure listening. I'm going to go back on mute and continue to listen, and then I'll, I'll take you up on your offer to talk offline. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you for your question.
1: No, thank you, Ann. uh We appreciate the question. So, um, yeah, there's lots that we're going to have to uh, talk about, and certainly we'll, we'll uh, talk a little bit more uh, off offline. I do want to shift uh, gears uh, real quick and talk about your NABWIC involvement, which is what we're uh, hinting on uh, right now. We're going to go to another just real quick commercial, and we, we co- when we come back, uh, we're going to um, actually have our host Jada Williams uh, with us, and we've got a few more questions for you. So uh, listeners, we'll be right back after this brief commercial.
4: Greetings, my name is Catrall McNeil. I am the Chief Customer Experience Officer with Customer Habitat, a business architecture experience firm. I participate as the National Communications Chair and the Texas Area President. I am appreciative and excited about how NAVWIC is working to build more opportunities for women of color in construction. It is important for me to support women having a voice in construction because women have been in this industry for many years, and I believe it is an honor to help build many opportunities not only in construction, but healthcare, education, and more. My name is Catrell McNeil. Please join us in celebrating Women in Construction.
0: All right, Good morning. We are-
4: I was going to say before. Well, Jackie, I guess welcome back to NABWIC Talks. It's your host, Jada Williams. Great pleasure to be here with you this morning. And of course, Jackie and I are both so excited being in the studio um, as NABWIC Talks with Jack Joyce Brown, pioneering floor, flooring innovation and Med Week. Winner. So right before this quick commercial break, we were speaking with our Ms. Ann, you know, does her Ann McNeil thing. Um, Joyce, with your connection with NABWIC, how do you feel that NABWIC is a, um, a good place for individuals in the industry to connect with? So
3: I think that MadWork is um, a great place for all the uh, context we got around of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right to know that there are resources there that look like you, that understand what you're trying to achieve, and that you can just have frank conversations with um, about what's available and not available in your local area. Maybe help you have a broader scope. Um, And to be just fully transparent, um, I haven't even begun to tap into um, all of the great opportunities that are here with our Northeast Florida um, chapter of NABWIC, um, but I am very excited to just continue to deepen those relationships and um, take up, you know, the baton of those things that we discussed.
2: So, Miss Brown, Odom, yes. um, apparently there's a little bit of a transition going on with the, the host this morning, but I had a question okay. for you. Um, talking about your grandparents, I'm a grandmama-friendly person. I grew up with my grandmother, <laughs> but I love the connection, the wisdom that they share with us and they impart with us, and sometimes it's just a word or two. Like when I was growing up, my grandmother basically said, you're a and and she would say things you'll understand it better by and by. And so, what are some <laughs> of the things that your grandparents spoke into your soul?
3: Oh, that that is loaded, Miss <laughs> Um So, I would say my one great grandmother. Uh, I, I just learned from all of them, but. Um, It was my great-grandmother, Gigi, uh, my Mm -hmm. Gigi, who taught me the – well, let me address your question. Soulfully, I'm blessed to have been – the beneficiary of a legacy of family that believe in God, first and foremost. Uh, and so there are so many things that were just poured into us o- over time. You know, they drag you along the church services when you didn't want to go, but later it just kind of melted into you and you, you follow later, right? Uh, so those things. But there are a couple other things um, that they definitely instilled in me that I didn't get in any school system or other places and and not even from my parents, no no disrespect to them, but it was my great-grandmother who sat me down and taught me the importance of credit. And she sat me at the table, and she told me how she funded her home back in the 30s with credit and a relationship with a banker uh, in North Philadelphia. <laughs> and that was, like, you know, crazy to me because of all the things that we just, you know, we, we learned. so. Of what opportunities weren't there, so they—they, they, I would think, regardless of whether it was Lizzie or Gigi, they basically showed us how to look beyond, look around, don't get confined to a box. Um, I don't care if you were learning how to drive, you know, use the whole road to avoid an accident. Use a whole road to—to to look over a hurdle or look underneath it if you have to. <laughs> So uh, that's just
2: something that has uh, stayed with me from them. Oh, nice, nice. And I understand that Mr. Gerald has a question for you as well, or a comment, and he's been waiting patiently for to have that opportunity. Good morning, Gerald.
5: Well, you know, I always will wait for an opportunity to speak to greatness, and uh, definitely uh, been a pleasure listening in and hearing some real good nuggets on how to really do that business. Now, my question is as a franchise and how is is it set up by territory or is it set up by customer base? How can a guy like me in DC be able to do some work with a person like you because you bring some great great knowledge?
3: Well, Mr. Gerald, thank you. It's my, my my pleasure to talk with you today as well. So, uh, yes, to answer your question, uh, franchise systems are territory based. Um, within the territory. That relationship piece um, is not defined to the territory, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so if you were doing work here in the Jacksonville area, regardless of whether it was in our territory or maybe outside or maybe further over west um, as you get up to up to um, I-10, um, it, it wouldn't matter because we would establish a relationship. So we have uh, actually customers. We've done work for out of New Jersey, um, out of Ohio, where they had products or um, projects going on here locally, and we kind of managed that long distance with calls and things like that um, to be of service. So that relationship model extends beyond the border. of of where we're defined, Um, but uh, also the flooring component is one vertical of my business, so I stood up the franchise because I didn't want to have to figure it all out myself as a first-time person Mm -hmm. coming into construction, and they they had things in place, but I also manage um, an S corporation, and so this is one umbrella under it, so um, I hope that answers your questions. Relationships help extend the lines of the border. (laughs)
5: Oh yeah, definitely. And then the uh, next question is in respect to uh, training on, you know, the maintenance of the floors, and then also installation. Is that something that you've uh, touched touched on? And how does how does that look for you? Uh,
3: so training, we um, as at least under the franchise model, that was another thing that I appreciated. And I know they all might be different, but it, at least I can speak to uh, the floor coverings international model is as a new owner, you go through an extensive. Three-month training just to get your knowledge and literacy. Now there are others who may come up and have already been in it, and you, you know, so there's different pieces. Uh, but then you continue on every year. There's a national convention, and it was it is jam-packed <laughs> with training. Okay. Uh, but then once you build your relationships with, say, we're direct to the manufacturer Shaw, Mohawk, Armstrong, who unfortunately um, um, has broken out under um, Robbins and AHF. Um, you mm-hmm. have wrote those relationship um, managers that you do your business with for products, and so those product knowledge uh, sessions throughout the year, they're just invaluable to me because whether it's an older product that is now being um, kind of retweaked or new ones coming in line, they come into the office or we meet them, and we have full-on sessions so to keep you fresh, um, of, of what the materials um, are doing, whether it's eco-friendly or you know other other options, especially in commercial.
5: Okay, well I appreciate you, appreciate you, and uh, I'll send it back to whoever's ready on our wonderful podcast.
3: Oh, thanks for your question.
4: Thank you, Gerald, and yes, it's Jada Williams. I deeply apologize i just lost my ears and couldn't hear anything getting back into the studio so but yes and thanks so much for explaining that process but i also wanted to ask you how do you feel about your your recognition that's coming up um for next week so excited about it it's such um i
3: when you're not expecting things it's the blessing is that much more rich um um, and that Ms. Jackie thought of me in that in that light. So I was very humble um, that she would think of me, and I went through the, that process, and the selection was just a blessing to have. So I look forward to seeing the others who are also being honored um, and the opportunity to network, of course, with the people who are there. So I'm really looking forward to it.
4: It's so beautiful. I know we will get some details on on that and um, hopefully be able to um, share your recognition with all of our other family members under the NAPWIC umbrella. But I have to ask you also, um, what do you feel is your superpower that has given you the strength and the um, tenacity to be so successful and stay focused on your endeavors?
3: Oh, um, thank you for that question. So I I mentioned a little bit ago about um, something my grandparents instilled in us and to look beyond the barriers around it, over it, through it, if you have to, um, you know, to bring your focus back into play. And like so like the country, the world through the pandemic, We launched in 2018, fully operational 2019. We're just getting our wind up under us, and like many others out there, that pandemic came through. But we were so fortunate to um, still be able to operate maybe a quarter of the way into that situation, Um, but we had to operate differently. And so who are my relationships, where do we work best, and how can I pivot to still – Keep the mission going, I think, is where um, that's just innate in me. Relationships, respect in the relationships, and when to be able to look down the road when something's coming or to be able to look down the road strategically. So either lane in the relationships that have with you will carry you. Even when something ends, there's still another beginning that's going to happen. So those, I would say, are my power to lean back on relationships, look down the road, and know when to
4: pivot. I love it. I love it. I love it. And as we always tell our NABWIC guests, our family. I hope they are. I hope you are taking notes and catching these golden nuggets because the whole podcast, Miss Janice, has been dropping useful information for other us to use. And I love how you explained your superpowers, broke it down, and then put them in in an order. Which leads me into asking you. Um, we'd love to know what our leaders are reading and what keeps them motivated and going. Um, on your journey. So what are you reading? Let us know so we can like a little copy you a little bit or get more motivated um, into finding our niche as you have. Oh, okay.
3: Um, Well, I believe in in, encouraging yourself. It's great when others can encourage you, but you, you have to know and encourage yourself. So the one book I'm really leaning into right now is the Art of Overcoming by Pastor Tim Timberlake. Um, he is our church uh, pastor here uh, in the Jacksonville area, but um, he also has a book, The 1440, Maximizing Every Minute of the Day. I highly recommend it. I have my, my adult children uh, read it. But uh, currently, The Art of Overcoming, and it's so broken down in terms of – I was a little put off, and I struggled initially with the first few chapters because he talks about um, life components, and I'll, I'll keep it brief. You know, birth, death, all the events in between, and all of the. He uses the term death, but he breaks it down into really the challenges and things that we mourn when there's a loss of friendship or business or community or whatever it is. So overcoming those and using inspirational uh, tidbits. So highly encourage the book uh, for sure. Well, thank
4: you for sharing. And the title of the book is called Overcoming by Pastor Kim Kimberly. Uh, the, the The Art of Overcoming. The Art of Overcoming. Sorry, thank you so much for that. The Art of Overcoming, it sounds very interesting. We'll definitely make sure we include that in your episode so that our family can check out more of what you have going on and be more inspired. So, Janice, we appreciate you and thank you for coming on NABWIC Talks, but we would be remiss if we did not ask you, how can we get in contact with you? Your newest um, family members and your, your new potential client might be on the line trying to, trying to reach you.
3: <laughs> sure. Well, I'm I'm right here in Phillips Highway in Jacksonville. You can call uh, my direct line, 904-506-9285. I'd be happy to talk uh, with anyone that has questions or just to be happy to connect. And I'm also on LinkedIn.
4: Yes, indeed. She's on LinkedIn. We love your personality and um, want to make sure that uh, we are connecting with you, but also guys, don't be blowing up, blowing up her phone, okay? Because we, you, you just <laughs> haven't. I maybe don't know. Our NAS Week team is ruthless. We will reach and get in contact with you, and the networking uh, will go down off the chain. And you're like, hold on, I do have to do this other business over here. But we love networking with all of our chapters throughout NAB world, and um, and teaming up with each other. One of our models is collaborate to um, dominate. So I can already imagine your contacts, your phones will be in and LinkedIn will get a few more messages this morning because it's been a very inspiring show which leads me in to asking you do you have any last remarks or any last words that you would like to leave NAP with this morning?
3: Um, Just that it's really been a pleasure to be here. Um, I always appreciate the opportunity to grow in in any respect, and and this morning's conversation with you all has helped me to do that. So thank you for enabling me to have a great start of the day.
4: Well, thank you so much. This has been another NABWIC action-packed show planned for you this morning, and we appreciate our special guest coming on and hanging out with us this morning. And as always, just keep tapping in reach out to NABWIC at marketing.nabwic.org and let us know, put in your request who you want us to have on NABWIC Talks and a great conversation. Or you might want to just join us yourself. So that's the best way to get in contact with us. Other than that, you can reach us or listen in every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next Wednesday